In this sixth session on Ephesians 1, 3-6, we pick up our discussion of election, or God's choosing us in Christ before the foundation of the world. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, and the first that he mentions of these blessings that are in Christ is election or choosing, even as he chose us in him. And I want to argue against the view that the particular electing of individuals here happened on the basis of our foreknown faith, and let's be more specific, the people who argue for that position argue for it assuming, indeed requiring, that the faith that is foreknown is faith that we are decisive in bringing to pass. God may provide a kind of prevenient grace to free us from our bondage to original sin and inability and then leave us to cast the deciding vote as to whether we will believe and if he sees ahead of time that we will be believers on the basis of our ultimate self-determination, then he chooses us. I'm going to argue that's not the case. So first, let's go to the foundational argument for those folks who believe that is the case. Romans 8, 28. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called, are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, and this is where they get the idea, for those whom he foreknew, he predestined. So see the correlation here. He chose, he predestined. So I believe that this choosing here and this predestining here are virtually the same as this foreknowing here and this predestining here. But the view I'm arguing against says, no, this is a foreknowing that precedes the choosing and is based upon our foreknown faith. Now, there are two problems with that in this text. The first one is that the biblical understanding of knowing, God knowing something, is not merely cognition like we understand it. Let me give you some illustrations. I'm arguing here now that knowing is used in the Bible for choosing or, or acknowledging. Here we go. Genesis 18:17. The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great nation? a mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him, for I have chosen him. Now, the literal word there is, I have known him. I can't show it to you because most of you probably aren't in Hebrew, and I don't assume that you are, but the Hebrew word here is, I have known him, that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord. So, it 
it so regularly means something like choose that it's translated chosen here. Or here it is in Amos 3.2 where they didn't change the word no. You only have I known, Israel. You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Well, God is aware of in the sense of knowing all the families of the earth. But he has known you only, meaning I have, I have set my favor on you only. I have, I have acknowledged you only. I have recognized you only as mine. Or here's Psalm 1. The wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Well, he, he has cognition. He has awareness of the way of the wicked. So when it contrasts knowing the way of the righteous with not knowing the way of the wicked, but letting them perish, some special meaning of no here, and that's what I'm arguing for. If I've, as I've tried to find analogies in English for this biblical use of no, a um, couple of examples come to mind. The word acknowledge. Now you can see in the word acknowledge the word no. So when you acknowledge someone, say they're in a crowd, and you acknowledge their presence, you select them out. You say, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing you out. I'm choosing you to focus my attention on and do whatever I plan to do. And here's another one. Recognize. Is it spelled with a Z or an S? <laughs> I should have checked. Recognize. Um, you see cognition there. So I picture a setting in a courtroom where, or not a courtroom, but the, the United States uh, Senate, and there's a big argument, and the, the chairman at the front says, the senator from Minnesota is recognized. Now that doesn't mean, oh, I can see it's you. <laughs> it means you are recognized, that is chosen to be the next speaker. I acknowledge and I recognize and I choose you. So something like that is going on with all these uses of, of knowing for the con why it can't mean um, simply recognized, independently produced faith ahead of time. Those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, so he foreknew and he predestined. And now those whom he predestined, he called. And those whom he called, he justified. And those whom he justified, he glorified. And, and you can see that the chain here, this golden chain, nobody drops out. All the predestined are called. All the called are justified. All the justified are glorified. Nobody drops out. This is how God saves us. He does the decisive work. Now notice, all the called are justified. Those whom he called, he justified. All of them. Not a few of them. All of them. The calling here, therefore, is a decisive work of God to secure our faith because only people of faith are justified, right? We are justified by faith. Romans um, 3.28, Romans 5.1, we're only justified by faith, but all the called 
are justified. So the calling here brings about the faith. And you can see that in 1 Corinthians 1. Jews demand signs. Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews, and folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called, instead of being folly, instead of being a stumbling block, so Paul is preaching, and to Jews, many of them, what he says is a stumbling block, and to Gentiles, what he says to many of them, is folly, but not to everyone. To those who are called Jews and Greeks, he is Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. The calling enables some hearers to see Christ not as a stumbling block and not as folly, but as the very power of God. That calling is the calling of Romans 8, and that calling enables then justification because justification is by faith and the call has produced the faith. And therefore, it's wrong to say that this is foreknown free will produced faith, foreknown faith that we decisively bring about when in fact it's the call of God that decisively brings it about which means that when he chose us here, he chose to give us faith. We're chosen for faith, not on the basis of faith that we produce and God only recognizes. And that's really clear here in Acts 13, 48. When the Gentiles heard this, the preaching of Paul, they began rejoicing, glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. As many as were appointed to eternal life. This is the chosen of Ephesians 1.4. If, if they were appointed by God, to eternal life, they believed. The believing is preceded and enabled by a divine appointment. So, I come back here and I say, the proposal, the suggestion that this choosing of us was based on us first and decisively coming to faith by our self-determining willpower is not the case. We are chosen freely without reference to anything in us, which is why it's all going to abound to the glory of the grace of God. And here is the clincher over in chapter 2. God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, made us alive together with Christ. And, and then he inserts this statement, by grace you have been saved. It was grace that made you alive. Grace made you alive. So that what? And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved. Because grace made you alive. So that you aren't 
dead and unable to respond in love and praise and faith and joy. By grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. This faith, this grace, this salvation is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Faith is a gift of God. And I know that this here is neuter and these two are feminine in the Greek. But when you ask what would a neuter refer to, since they usually agree, is there aren't any other neuter possibilities back here. And the most natural thing is to say, being saved through faith is this gift. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, which confirms that our election and how we get into Christ is not by us being alive, but we were dead. It's by God making us alive so that we are now in Christ from the foundation of the world so that the glory of grace should be our daily praise. Now, we're going to unpack that in what I think the true view of election is as we watch Paul unfold in the sessions to come.